0: Welcome to the BWFA Healthy, Wealthy, and Wise podcast series brought to you by Baltimore, Washington Financial Advisors. This podcast is informational and not a specific recommendation. Please consult with your financial advisor. Thank you for listening. This is Sandy Horner, Managing Director of Wealth Management at Baltimore, Washington Financial Advisors. Today, I'm meeting with two colleagues from our financial planning department. This is a podcast with the Tylers, Tyler Klug and Tyler Cunningham. And today, we're talking about benefits for employees of the federal government. So if you're a federal government employee, or you know somebody who's a federal government employee, There is very likely information in this podcast that you will find beneficial because our experience is that speaking generally, and federal employees are no exception, most folks are not maximizing all of the benefits that they have available to them. So let's talk about these benefits. Obviously, folks have more than just a couple, but we're going to zero in. On two particular benefits that federal employees are entitled to. Tyler Cunningham, what are those two benefits?
1: Yeah, two of the main benefits that federal employees are entitled to include the first pension plan. Now this is a, uh, a great benefit for government employees. Um, it's a way that you can supplement your, your income in retirement and potentially cover your expenses. And another benefit would be the thrift savings plan this is very similar to a 401k plan where you contribute on a pre-tax or potentially an after-tax basis and you can use it um, as a way to supplement your pension while you're in retirement
0: and just for clarity folks so you know if you hear us say tsp that's thrift savings plan And then the FERS mentioned, that Tyler Cunningham uh, mentioned, that's F-E-R-S, or Federal Employees Retirement System. Just if you're not familiar with those acronyms, I wanted to make sure you understood them. Tyler Klug, let's talk about eligibility, investing, and things of that nature.
2: Sure. Well, the difference between the two, just first first of all, is, of course, the FERS is is your pension. It's usually a monthly annuity when you get to the retirement phase, assuming you're eligible. Um, You don't have control over investments, that's really just, you do make contributions typically out of your paycheck, you'd see that uh, right as a line item, um, as a deduction on the paycheck. Um, The government contributes to that pension plan as well, um, which is part of that benefit, but you don't control the investments, you don't take investment risk with that portion of your retirement. The other other portion, the TSP, that's where you now have the option to contribute to it, there is a match as well that the government Mm -hmm. would give you depending on how much you're contributing. Um, but that's where then you could build up your other nest egg. Um, and so that you're eligible for when you're while you're working and you can start contributions assuming you're earning income. Now the first pension, um, there is eligibility criteria, and that's based on and the calculation is based on your years of service. so how long you've um, you know been working for the government, what what your uh, total years of service are when you ultimately retire, but also your age. And we can, you know, we will talk more about this. We talk more with our clients about this specifically, looking at calculations. But there's, um, you know, different criteria depending on how old you are when you separate from service, or you know, when you start your pension. Again, how many years of service you are. Um, You can start typically the minimum retirement age. um, Something you may have heard about. The earliest um, would be if you're born before 1948. The minimum retirement age is 55. Um, But it gets up as old as the minimum retirement age is 57 if you're born uh, 1970 or after. Um, but again, without getting too far in the weeds there, you're, you're, you may need you know, 20, 30 years of service, plus an MRA, for example, or something along those lines, uh, to be eligible for a full pension.
0: If I worked for the federal government years ago for like three years, am I, am I eligible?
2: No, you need to have at least five years of service okay. um, for eligibility for the first pension.
0: Okay, great. So what are some of the uh, details Tyler Cunningham, regarding individual situations. So, sure, lots of federal employees spend their career at the federal government, work for 30, 35, 40 years, whatever it is, and retire. What if I want to retire in my late 40s or 50s and maybe pursue a second career? How would this impact me?
1: Yeah, so I mean, it would have an impact on the amount that you'd be receiving as a pension benefit because you wouldn't have as many years of service and you probably your income probably wouldn't be, you know, as high as if you were to work a little bit longer. But there are two uh, different ways that if you do retire earlier where you can take your pension. The first is called first postponed retirement. And typically this is for individuals who retire at uh, the minimum retirement age that Tyler Klug was just talking about, or they're at least 60 years of age. Um, You need to have at least a minimum of 10 years of credible federal service and essentially what you would do is you would suspend the payment for your pension until you turn uh, 62 years old and at that point or within that time range you would not be eligible for the um, federal health benefits but once you start receiving your annuity payment that is when uh, the federal health benefits will kick back in
0: so that the, the short version of that is basically you're saying to the government, hey, I wanna retire now, but I'm just gonna postpone those benefits that you owe me for a couple few years or whatever it may be. Correct. Okay.
1: Yep. Now the second way that you can do it is called first deferred retirement. And um, in, in this, you would essentially be retiring before minimum retirement age, which is typically 57 years old if you were born after 1970. You have to have at least five years of credible service And the downside to the first deferred retirement is that you do lose the federal health benefits. Um, So this is a big, uh, you know, big benefit for a lot of government employees as they retire, because the first the federal government health benefits are are typically, you know, better than what they would be in the private sector. So one of the big downsides to this is that you lose those benefits and you'll potentially have to shop around and purchase you know, health through some other source.
0: Well, that is certainly a huge consideration that, that people should uh, be, be plotting. You know, retirement planning as a whole um, is essential for everyone, not just government employees. But as I mentioned at the beginning of our time together today, you know, most folks just aren't leveraging all of the benefits that are available to them. And so one of the things that we're trying to do through these podcasts and our webinars uh, information that we publish on our website and in other places is to make sure that people understand all of the benefits that are available to them. Financial planning for retirement is like a roadmap. It's going to tell you how to avoid the construction or the potholes or the bridges that are out. The last thing that you want to do is to retire without a plan because without that, you really have no idea how much money can you spend every year and not risk running out of money. How should you leverage decisions about healthcare, Social Security or other types of benefits that you might be entitled to? By building a financial retirement plan, you can see how all of those resources, all of those benefits work together. And if you're a federal employee, you especially want to completely understand how your pension and your thrift savings plan are going to be able to assist you in retirement. Gentlemen, thank you both for being here today. And folks, thank you for listening. Thanks for listening. For questions, more information, or to schedule a conversation, please contact Baltimore Washington Financial Advisors. Past performance is no measure or guarantee of future returns. Investing in securities involves risk, including the risk of principal. The securities and services mentioned here may not be suitable for every investor. You should discuss these with your advisor prior to making a final determination based on your risk tolerance, your investment objectives, and your financial situation. Baltimore Washington Financial Advisors is a registered investment advisor.